0: Oh, going to the country. Let's get out of town. Hey, Lincoln, how you doing? It's, how's it growing? Every Wednesday, 11 till noon, right here on your favorite radio station, KZUM. Lincoln, hi, I'm Bob H. with the Nebraska Statewide Arboretum. We plant Nebraska each and every day. Oh, my, oh, my, it's a beautiful day out there, huh? Man, uh, hopefully kind of a hookie alert, right? <laughs> hopefully you have uh, some time off today, kicking back, enjoying life, and uh, maybe you're out in the garden and appreciating last night's rain i didn't my gauge was kind of blocked by the peony kind of came up and uh, was blocking the entrance to it so i'm not sure exactly how much we got last night but hey we'll take it my oh my we all thought we were going to be in some sort of severe drought by now but thankfully mother nature has provided a little late in the, you know after that dry winter but we'll take it when we can get it right so good moisture out there And I planted some beets last night or beet seeds uh, last night before the rain in anticipation of it coming. Finally got those in the ground. And if you've never planted beets before, maybe you're one of those people that don't like beets, right? They taste like dirt is what I hear people say. Well, I guess that's your problem. And uh, yeah, you should love beets. Beets are your friend and uh, beets are easy to grow too. So just remember those little clusters. If you ever seen beet seeds, they kind of look like grape nuts. Uh, That little cluster actually will have like several seeds in it. So you can plant them a ways apart. I kind of planted them pretty tight because I like to thin them out and then use the beet greens in cooking. And then uh, as you're thinning them, then you can, you know, save space for your beets to get sizable a little later on in the season. But always plant the golden beets with the oh like a detroit dark red is one of my faves the oblong beet cylindrica is a good one as well but uh man the golden beets uh if you haven't tried them they're awesome in a great combination with uh well just for for color in any sort of salad or dish that you make using beets consider it and it's not too late you can get out there and plant those today man uh, hopefully you got your tomatoes and peppers and eggplants and all those other things in the ground just know that if you plant eggplant like me i get burned every year i got flea beetles or uh, flea beetle i think it's called little little stinkers will eat up your eggplant leaves and you literally got to check them <laughs> if you can three times a day right but uh i'll i'll check them nightly when i get home and uh catch them and smush them and uh yeah. Otherwise they're they're pretty quick little stinkers. They'll kinda hop away from you if you don't catch them in time and they will devour your eggplants. But once you get through those first few large leaves growing, the flea beetles aren't don't become nearly as much of an issue. It's that first initial growth on your eggplant, and it can really frustrate you. And you'll you kind of notice it by oh, not little necessarily chew marks, but brown spots on the leaves, and then those brown spots become many brown spots and eventually Your leaves are struggling, not doing well. All right. uh, Yeah. So anyway, welcome to How's It Growing, your weekly gardening connection. Today, we are connecting with Sue Colas. She is with the Prairie Pines Partners. Sue's going to be calling in, oh, in around five minutes. And I just want to remind you, it is Give to Lincoln Month Give to Lincoln's a month-long celebration of our local nonprofits, and of course, KZUM is one of those awesome local nonprofits. So, support KZUM, support all the different nonprofits out there, and we have a number of nonprofits that come on the program uh, throughout the year. So, uh, if you don't support KZUM, by golly, make sure you support somebody during this Give to Lincoln fund drive. Um, all donations that are made to KZUM and others until May 26th are eligible for a percentage of a matching funds pool of 500 k thanks to several local foundations like Lincoln Community Foundation and other companies. This is a critical time for KZUM and our local nonprofits all over the city. They do so much for keeping our city thriving and making Lincoln a great place. Consider life without KZUM. I don't think you want to go there, right? All right. If you can make a contribution, please go to kzum.org or call 402-474-5086. And with that matching funds pool, your donation will go further. And we're not doing too bad, but we got some ground to make up here uh, up until May 26th on actual Give to Lincoln Day uh, coming up. What is it? Uh, next week, uh, whatever day that falls on. Can't keep it straight in my brain. But, yeah, I would love to see you participate in that. Become a part of the KZUM family by pledging your support. KZUM.org is the best way to do it. I appreciate uh, Mike and John, uh, uh, promoting or not promoting, uh, contributing to the show last week. Mike, man, you really kicked it out of the park with your pledge. So appreciate all your support out there, buddy. Keep up the good work and keep planting trees out there, people. All right. Uh, oh, and I also want to let you know. So Collis is going to be calling in a few minutes uh, from Perry Pines Partners, and uh, we're going to be celebrating Nebraska Wildflower Week coming up the first week in June. And uh, hopefully you will, uh, you know, do something to participate in Nebraska Wildflower Week. And you could start it off by attending a plant sale this Friday. Uh, the statewide arboretum is having our, one of our Friday plant sales from noon till 4.30 on UNL East Campus. If you don't know where it's at, just type in Nebraska statewide arboretum greenhouse for, um, and you'll see the map of locations where to go on East Campus. Easy to find. Love to see you there. Uh, this Friday from noon until 4.30. And uh, yeah, a lot of different prairie plants um, and other goodies uh, for your plant addiction. And that's uh, kind of kicking off as we do every year to cook out for, uh, Nebraska Wildflower Week. Uh, yeah, now my phone's ringing and I can't take that call because I'm on the air. <laughs> Anyway, yeah. So, uh, Wildflower Week is uh, the, actually when Dave Heineman was governor. This uh, proclamation was made. Um, it promotes statewide Wildflower Week events and and resources to celebrate their toughness and beauty. Uh, wildflowers grow without human care. They feed birds, butterflies, and other wildlife, improving and loosening soil with their roots, and inviting us into wild places we might otherwise ignore so it's a good stuff. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, 22, you know, still in 2022, the gatherings are somewhat limited, but, uh, you know, uh, we're kind of coming out of our shell and, uh, you know, you can go to plantnebraska.org and right on the homepage is, um, it talks about Wildflower Week and, uh, you can scroll down and see a number of events that are taking place and, uh, Yeah, so uh, again, one of them is right here uh, in Lincoln, and we're going to be talking with Sue about that uh, coming up um, on June fourth, a week from Saturday. We're going to be doing a wildflower walk at Prairie Pines Nature Preserve, and I'm going to be leading that hike, and that's starting at 10 a.m. And uh, love to see you there for that. It's a beautiful place if you haven't been to Prairie Pines Nature Preserve. Um, Yeah. You can come on over, hang out with us, and go check out. There's a little, uh, it's about a 10-acre remnant prairie there, um, you know, that that's really, uh, what, what we mean by remnant prairie is it's never been plowed before. So there's a lot of cool species that are hanging out in there, and we'll kind of highlight them. And what I like to do with this uh, wildflower walk at Prairie Pines is kind of challenge everybody, let's see how many different species of wildflowers We can find during that hike, and so come with your notebook and be prepared to try to identify as many as we can. Oh, there's some things going on during Wildflower Week at Laritzon Gardens in Omaha, Omaha's premier uh, botanical garden. June 1st, they're having a uh, their Conservation Discovery Garden is having a twilight tour at 7 p.m. on June 1st, and then let's see, they're also having, uh, what else is coming up, a wildflower walk at Luritson Gardens with our own famous Jim Locklear, the director of conservation. Jim's been on the program before and coming back, I think, in November, and that's going to be on June 10th from 7.30, uh, from 5.30 till 7, sorry, at uh, at Luritson Gardens in Omaha. And so that is fun stuff and uh, all sorts of things taking place, folks, uh, during Wildflower Week. Again, for the clearinghouse of information, just go to plantnebraska.org and uh, find the Wildflower Week link and you'll find those events uh, and and plan on attending them. So that would be a fun thing for you to do to help celebrate Nebraska's heritage, which is wildflowers. All right. I have a caller on line. Sue, is this you?
1: Yes, it is. Hello,
0: Morning Sue Bob. Colas. How are you doing?
1: I'm doing good. It's a gorgeous day.
0: Yeah, it is. Are you outdoors having fun?
1: Well, um, <laughs> I'm sitting in front of a window. Let's put it that way. Right, Pretty right. close, trying trying to get the Orioles to stop taking at the window.
0: Oh really? They're like going okay. They see the reflection and they're they're bumping into the window. And, hmm.
1: I suppose. I suppose so.
0: Yeah. I wonder how. The, I'm sure there's probably some good info online for what people can put on their windows to keep that from happening. Now it is a good problem to have with Orioles. Though, are you at home or are you out at Prairie Pines right now?
1: I am out at. I'm at home right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We get them out here regularly, and um, I've just put a. Uh, uh, covered the window so that's quiet there for a while so <laughs> we'll funny.
0: see yeah it's that time of year where they're jousting uh males are jousting other males for territory and the right to uh, have a nest uh in <laughs> in, your, in your home area absolutely. there
1: absolutely. yeah
0: right uh, absolutely yeah so did you get good rain last night sue
1: you know, we didn't get
0: much. We got, uh, you know, less than a quarter inch, I Mm -hmm. think. Yeah, looking at radar, there were some areas that did get good rain, and, uh, you know, I didn't look at, well, I looked at the gauge, but it was covered by a peony leaf, so I didn't, don't think it was very accurate, but uh, anyway, it looked pretty wet out there in Lincoln Land anyway, but uh, yeah, so Sue is with Prairie Pines Partners. We have Sue come on the show, gosh, once or twice a year, and uh, thanks for coming on the show today, Sue, to talk about Prairie Pines, And, and I know i bumped into somebody a couple weeks ago or actually it was just last week we had a wild edible or perennial plants potluck is what we called it at the southern heights food forest on sunday and there was a fellow there with a couple youngsters and told him about prairie pines he had not heard of it so that's what's great about having you on the show is help spread the word um, about prairie pines because especially young families right getting the kids out into nature uh, it's just a hop, skip, and a jump, and away. So I told them you guys are now open on Saturdays, but I encouraged them to look it up online. Is was I correct in telling them that?
1: You are right, Bob. We are open on Saturdays from 9 to 5. We're working to be more open more often than that. But um you can, uh, folks can check us out at prairiepines.org. And uh there they'll find on our events page and our visit page when we're open and what kind of events we have going. And, you know, I hear that a lot. Well, we never heard of you. And, uh, you know, and that's that's good and bad because uh, now we are getting more people that have heard of us. It's been kind of a secret for all these years, and uh, it never really was open to the public. So a uh, part of what our nonprofit is trying to do at uh, the Nature Preserve, Prairie Pines Nature Preserve, is to get it open to the public more often. And uh, we have various events in addition to being open on Saturdays, and we do happen to have have one particular feature there that is, is seems to be pretty interesting to kids and that's our our nature ninja course and it's it's kind of a um obstacle course um made out of um components of nature trees and and uh, water crossings and things like that and uh kids love to come do that and so we we really uh appreciate that Uh, folks come out particularly young families to get those kids out into into the natural environment
0: yeah that's really cool and folks it is 145 acres of woodland grassland wetland and prairie and sue i i was telling the listeners before you came on that uh, on june 4th there is an event coming up to help celebrate uh, nebraska wildflower week and that is a hike of the uh, remnant prairie Uh, that remnant prairie there's what around 10 acres would you say
1: it is. It is ten acres, okay. and um, you know, a little. Yeah, I heard. I heard part of what you were running through your wildfire week events, and um, Bob, uh, you're so gracious to come out to Prairie Pines uh, every uh, year for the past couple years and 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 take a walk with visitors. We have uh, the ten acre remnant tall grass prairie, but then we also have a lot of other grassland that was uh formerly uh crop fields that the donor uh of Gray Pines and creator um planted a lot of native grasses and and we have a, a good deal of woodland so i'm hoping we can get um get you taking folks through the woodland to see what's blooming there and then uh hit the hit the grasslands
0: for sure yeah it, it, it's uh, well we we'll order better weather than last year if i remember right last year it was brutally hot and uh, some of the folks kind of wilted away after yeah. around an hour and and that's fine. You don't have to stay that we're we're scheduling it from ten till noon you don't have to listen to this plant nerd talk about plants until noon. You can, you can break away whenever you want. But, uh, as Sue knows, I love to talk about, uh, you know, the history of these, some of these plants, right. Just kind of a, a natural history type tour. And, and, uh, you know, some were used for food, some are used for medicine. Um, and so I think the more intimately we know a plant, we, the more, um, you know, the, the more we care about it, it's preservation. So,
1: yeah, absolutely and and you know prairie pines really is a uh designated for wildlife habitat and for education and research so um having people out there to really look closely at, at what is growing there is is very much appreciated and um it's it's kind of the the talk we talk and the walk we walk so it, it's great to have you and folks out there um any time on our open Saturdays or for our events. And I want to throw in here quickly, we do have one more event before then. Um, This Saturday, May 21st, we're celebrating uh, Nebraska Bird Month and World Migratory Bird Day. So we have some fun um, nature-related bird related activities uh, from one to four and at two o'clock a biologist amber schlitz from the game and Parks, is gonna come talk to folks uh about uh, nebraska birds and uh migration nebraska is a great stopover state and really important to the migration of many species so we're looking forward to that um, that talk from her on uh saturday and you know we just we like uh, our number one uh visitor it seems uh, uh is uh, families with young children and so we try to have some educational um fun activities for them to do um while their parents are, are with them and a lot of times the uh,
0: Kids learn from the parents, right? Oh, for sure, yeah. And you know, and one thing I was uh, glancing while you're chatting, Sue, because I knew that um, when I was on the website earlier, that you guys have put together. I guess we could call it a life list of uh, bird species that have been spotted at uh, Prairie Pines, and yeah. uh, in, in addition to the wildflowers that uh, one would that, that, that have been identified on the remnant prairie, the the trees, all the different trees. And so I'm on the birds right now. And I'm assuming with this event you're having coming up, did you say the 21st of May?
1: Yes.
0: Yeah, on the 21st... you know maybe you can spot something that didn't make the list yet right uh, i'm imagining yeah, uh, you, you kind of leave that up and yeah there's some cool cool birds on here folks that uh, some of us uh, may not even have heard of right you know you, okay you got your typical house finch but you also have you might bump into what do you know what a grasshopper sparrow looks like a lot of times our 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 prairie species kind of don't venture into the city and uh, so you, you don't have an idea and you might think well grasshopper sparrow what the heck is that well it's different than the house sparrow the house sparrow people is not a true sparrow at all it's more like a finch but we call it a house sparrow because it looks like a sparrow <laughs> well anyway wow. there's you know there, there's a number of different I'm sorry, it, Sue. It, gives, it says it
1: gives all the rest of the sparrows um, a, a bad press, right? Uh, because there's a there's a lot of great of great
0: species out there. Yeah, they sure are. And uh, you know, you have like the Harris's sparrow out there, the white crowned sparrow. Oh gosh, let's see, field sparrow, chipping sparrow, and uh, can you identify all those different sparrows? And even one here. What is this called? Vesper sparrow. Never heard of that one. And yeah, Eastern Phoebe. Just some fun. Uh, interesting birds that, uh, that again, we don't typically see in the city. So this is a good chance for you to get out there during that uh, event, um, the May 21st event. And uh, and as Sue said, you could come around, uh, let's see, the Game and Parks biologist, Amber, is going to be out there, you said, at 2 o'clock.
1: Yep, you bet. You Otherwise,
0: bet. if you can't make that 2 o'clock, come out anytime between 9 and what time, Sue? 5. Nine I and check. five. Okay, five. very good. Bring the kids, bring your binoculars, and and see how many different birds you can identify uh, during that time, during Celebrate Birds and Celebrate the World Migratory Bird Day out of Prairie Pines. And then, of course, we have uh, Run for the Pines is uh, also coming up again. They're bringing this back again this year, right?
1: You bet. That's on August 6th, and it's a, a cross-country trail run um, on the site. And we're using it, uh, as not only just to get folks out, but we are trying to connect the, the Murdoch Trail, which then dead ends north of us on 112th Street to Prairie Pines. And this is a fundraiser to do that. And we have a four mile run walk. Um, and then uh, one mile for kids age 12 and under. So it, it, we get a, a, a nice group of, uh, of folks there, and, and we, we after the run, we have music and um, brew and some music, and it's, it's, an, it's a nice evening in the Arboretum. And uh, a little warm in August, but there's lots of shade there, so we, uh, we do uh, really love that event. And registration for that is now open if anyone's interested, and that's at runforthepines.com.
0: Awesome, awesome. Yeah, and Sue, that Murdoch Trail, is that the trail that runs? I know I can envision a trail running across 84th Street just south uh-huh. of the Lancaster Event Center. That's the Murdoch Trail, correct?
1: You bet, you bet. And yeah. it goes back there, gets crossed at 98th, and then just gets as far as 112th, and then dead ends there.
0: So and I'm curious, I, you know, being from living near Union College, I don't make the trails, you know, that far north uh, of me, you know, very often, but uh, we were there hiking with a friend not too long ago. Oh, gosh, it's probably been a month ago or whatever, but I had never actually been on the Murdoch Trail there. Um, oh, I can't remember the name of the park right there by adjacent to 84th Street. So we, we crossed 84th oh, Street. Mahoney. Mahoney. Mahoney, that's it. We crossed 84th Street and uh, kept going, and we didn't go as far as 112th, mind you, but still, I was amazed at how many people used that trail. I mean, it was just, it was literally constant, you know, from... You know, people walking their dog to uh, runners to just uh, walk, walkabouts. Um, it was well used. So I imagine if we get this trail connected up to Prairie Pines, there's going to be people that make that trek and want to make that trek, right?
1: Well, we certainly hope so. And, and it's really um, uh, makes it more available to, to folks in, in northeast Lincoln. Um, and it's kind of an alternative to driving your car. Somewhere, And that we really want to promote that uh, sustainable access to the site. And uh, Prairie Pines is, is a unique uh, place, uh, you know, created uh, by a, a couple back in from a farm in the 1960s. Uh, to be a, a, a significant woodland with, you know, plenty more mature trees. And um, uh, really, um, the, the donor called it, it wanted it to be a habitat for all. So, uh, understanding that wildlife uh, habitat is getting decreased all the time, and um, it's really important to maintain those little patches wherever we can, particularly with development mo- moving and humans. Are one of those diverse species that uh, need those 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 spots. So I think access to those spots that's affordable and um, available is is important for the community.
0: No doubt, and folks, it's out at 112th and Adams. And it's funny if you've never been there, you you get off the gravel road there at 112th Street and enter. It's like entering into a an, an oasis, a whole other world where you're like going, wow, this is cool. And literally, it is cool when it's a hot summer day <laughs> getting in there amongst the sheep. And there's lots of trails, and uh, you don't have to worry about And they have a trail um, map on the website as well as a kiosk there that shows you the trails. But uh, And I know you've assured me before, Sue, if you get on the trails, they all loop around back to the beginning anyway. So you don't have to wonder... Should I take a right or should I take a left because it'll yeah. all it'll all loop you back anyway so
1: and it's it it is hard to get lost uh hard to get lost
0: there, bob and <laughs> right
1: and you know i i like to tell people that you know this is not a manicured garden so these are grass mm-hmm. trails uh they are um the the habitat is primarily for wildlife so there are going to be um um acorns and pine cones and fallen sticks on the trail and all of those things that um uh keep some some uh, realistic uh natural habitat you know close to an, an urban environment and uh and and we feel that 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 is really important and and I want to put a one word in here as people try to digest who we are and where we are uh we are there thanks to the work of uh Walt his wife Virginia who who bought the property and just started planting things and uh, then uh, the it was donated to University of Nebraska Foundation and uh, for uh, for to the ever be uh, a, a place for natural habitat and and then the University of Nebraska Institute of Agriculture and Natural Resources um is the uh, lease the property and it's managed by the Nebraska Forest Service. And then it's programmed and uh, increasing access is the responsibility of our nonprofit, the Prairie Pines Partners. So it's, it's a collaboration of, of partners that uh, ho- hope to keep this site uh, available for folks. And, and, and it's that uh, cooperation that's really important these days.
0: No doubt, and uh, give a shout out to Aaron Clare if you're listening, Aaron, the uh, property manager out there with the Forest Service uh, for Prairie Pines Nature Preserve, and we also have to give a shout out to uh, Community Crops, right? They still are, have a presence yes. out there as well. Yes. And sure. uh, yeah. In other words, if you're hiking out there, you're going, oh, what, what's with all the gardens and stuff? Yeah. So they have presence out there too, and and I'm assuming Sue, because there was a, a great event last year um, with Community Crops, they had their annual feast on the farm, and I'm. Assuming that's coming back and it's going to be nestled amongst the trees in the Arboretum itself, correct?
1: Yes, yes. They held it in the Arboretum last year, and uh, ah, I, I wasn't there, but I hear it was a good event.
0: It was, and uh, we made it to that, and I remember there was like uh, little little chances for spotty rain and whatnot, but, uh, you know, being there nestled amongst the trees, if it's dripped on us a little bit, you just kind of stood under the canopy of a tree, and you were fine, but yeah, good food, good music, um, so looking forward to that event uh, to help support community crops coming up. I think it's in, in August at some point, and then, of course, you have Run for the Pines in august as well Sue. i'm gonna i'm looking at the clock i have to take a quick break i'm gonna keep you yeah. on the line and uh and then uh, bring you back after these short messages thanks for thanks for coming on the show today sue you bet
1: we'll talk more later
0: all right all right that is sue colis with prairie pines partners and uh, we'll be taking a quick break you keep it right there this is KZ Wam Lakin. All right, welcome back to the program. It is 1130, let's call it 1137, right here in your town, Lincoln, Nebraska, your station, KZUM Lincoln. Hi, I'm Bob H. with Nebraska Statewide Arboretum, and we plant Nebraska every day, and you should be out there planting today. Well, it might be a little wet for you, but uh, nonetheless... A gorgeous, gorgeous May day. I think we all take May for granted because it just goes so fast, right? If you, if you surveyed humans and asked them, what is your favorite month? Usually May comes right up there, right, Sue? <laughs> you know?
1: Yes, as we run through it on our way to June. Yeah,
0: exactly. It's just all of a sudden you, you blink your eye and it's June. It's like, why can't January go that fast? Well, actually it does. It just doesn't seem like it, that's for sure. Well, anyways... I thank you for your time today and uh, and joining me on here on how's it growing and uh, and for all the great work you do for Prairie Pines programming and uh, fundraising and you know uh, realizing Walt Bag- Walton Virginia Bagley's dream of making Prairie Pines uh, accessible to the public. Um, I know Walt would be and is very proud of you and the work you've done to to really to, to move it forward and I know you're always, you know, uh, planning and dreaming and scheming to, for, for ways to get the public out there more folks. So, uh, you know, let Prairie Pines partners know and, and Sue, like you'd said, it's just prairiepines.org, right. Uh, for the website, Yeah, you you can let them, you know, go out there, uh, see how you feel about it and how you feel after you're there, kind of decompress and take a deep breath and, you know, kind of step away from your busy life for a little bit and just kind of Get back in nature. And so it's a good thing that it's there at 112th and Adams, because as you mentioned, Sue, the development is really, I mean, sandwiching right around it. You know, you used to go past 84th street and there was nothing. And now from 84th to 112th, I mean, there's, there's houses going up every year
1: yep you bet i i hope'll probably be green island out here someday. Right. and uh <laughs> yep I think we'd probably have just enough space to maintain uh you know habitat for uh a, a good number of wild species and 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 that's that's really the goal and uh, uh you know uh you mentioned coming out there and then just just relaxing and and having a it's kind of a mindful uh, a mindful experience uh, and and not a mindful all your worries and troubles right <laughs> mindful of mindful of of where you're at in that particular moment in in time and and space and uh, um, we're actually having an event in September to kind of uh, to focus on it we're calling it our tree your mind it's it's a wellness based on a, like a wellness festival based on celebrating yourself and others through mindful activities like yoga and uh, forest bathing and and some of those things to uh, get a little more in touch with uh, the natural environment we have we live very busy stressful lives and uh, nature can be kind of a respite for all of that and kind of a place to go so uh we'll have more about that as we get closer and then if i can i want to touch upon a couple july events we talk about racing through may and june well july will be here before we know it and um we're actually honored to have the metal art music festival back there Ah. on uh July 9th, uh, seven to nine thirty concert there, and you know Metalark is celebrating their twentieth anniversary um, as a provider of summer chamber music, and um, uh, they do a really, really great job of, of bringing music to the community. And um, they have a great uh, rundown of artists and the music and and the outdoors just just kind of somehow fit together. No doubt. uh, You can learn more about that at org. Cool. And then also in July is our nature rendezvous where uh, kids can come and families and and learn about different uh, nature-based activities along all our trails. And that's kind of a a morning full of it. (laughs) And uh, then of course we run to August and then again in October we have a a big scavenger hunt that goes across the property so um, I do encourage folks to visit our website as those events appear
0: and uh, probably it's smart to follow you on Facebook as well because I imagine folks will be getting in their in their feed. They'll be you know they'll learn they they won't forget right. Otherwise, yeah. you know life gets busy and you're like oh I forgot I forgot that events there. Well if you if you like them on Facebook then you're going to get those notices. About the event coming up, and uh, yeah, I highly encourage you to do that. Uh, it, you know, we we follow certain things on Facebook. Well, Prairie Pines Nature Preserve should be one you do. Um, and then Sue, the Meadowlark Music Festival. Gosh, it seems to me for years it was at another location. Was it? At, was it? Has it been at Prairie Pines for a number of years now, or is this the? No, they,
1: they go to various uh venues. Oh, okay. Um they were at Prairie Pines in two thousand nineteen. I see. And uh they're back this summer. So I I think uh um with having gotten through uh some pretty difficult years for public events, I think they're kind of in, invigorated again and, and um you know, twenty years of of doing that kind of work and, and they are a nonprofit, profit, so I understand uh what it takes uh, to, to to make things happen, and uh, so um, um, I think they're a, a great organization to to celebrate and um, appreciate their contribution to the community. No doubt. And
0: uh, speaking of another nonprofit, uh, Prairie Pines Partners is a nonprofit, and uh, on their uh, homepage um, is a a place you can click on for Give to Lincoln. And so as I was starting the show, I said, if, you know, we want you to support KZUM during the, the Give to Lincoln Fund Drive, by the way, kzum.org. But uh, we also were like supporting all the nonprofits, and we have a number of them on the program today, including you. And so that is an easy, simple thing to do. And uh, so the proceeds for things like uh, Give to Lincoln, what, what does Prairie Pines Partner use those proceeds for that people can help support?
1: Well there's many things as a as a young grassroots nonprofit uh we are have have many needs and uh we're know things as simple as uh, getting more accessible restrooms and uh, providing the program programming we do and continuing to always have free um, entry to the site on our open Saturdays mm-hmm. that's a that's a, a big deal with us uh, trying to uh, make the site uh, available and affordable to everyone and so all of those Contributions uh, go, to- go toward helping us uh, sustain our activities into the future, and you know, uh, I think there's something like over 400 nonprofits in Lincoln that are participating in Give to Lincoln, and so there is there is certainly one that everyone can find out there to support because uh, you know, nonprofits really kind of carry the. A load in many com- communities for offering alternatives uh to what can be provided by, you know, lake local and state government. So uh really would encourage your support and uh, you know the Lincoln Community Foundation who um matches some of the contributions to give to lincoln so not only are you making your contribution but it's it's being um, made bigger thanks to the the community foundation so certainly uh check out uh, you can go to the give to and just search for different nonprofits right. and right. read about them and um and certainly,
0: uh, it seems every year. I don't. I, I don't know what year we're into um, in in give to Lincoln, but great idea. First of all, whoever came up with a great idea, and then secondly, Absolutely. they seem to break records every year. It's like just when you think, well, they've hit the plateau, you know, that you know that they're they're at the top now. It's it's not going to get any better than this, and once again, we break a record. So kudos to Lincoln and i think that you know when people think of Lincoln it's like oh yeah i love Lincoln great town you know uh what makes lincoln a great town or a city whatever you want to call it you know i think lincoln's a city that wants to remain a small town right and <laughs> we kind of all know that uh based on other cities you go to that uh, you know have interstates running through them it's just not the same thing but lincoln uh is a great place because of all the nonprofits that uh, that that keep that engine churning like you said Sue and Good stuff for, for Give to Lincoln, and uh, for all of you supporting that, make sure you support some nonprofit out there during Give to Lincoln, which ends on Thursday, May 26th. What is that, a week from Thursday, I believe? Yeah, a week from tomorrow already, folks. So you're going to have to put up with us talking to you about this for another week. So Live with it. (laughs) All right, Sue. So, okay. So I just wanted to give our listeners a quick reminder. If anybody's uh, joining us, join me out uh, at Prairie Pines Nature Preserve on June 4th. That's a Saturday. um, And we'll be out there for a prairie hike uh, starting at 10 a.m. You can just meet there at the visitor center. It's easy to find right when you pull into the place. You'll figure out real quickly where the visitor center is. And we'll gather there and do a short hike through the woods uh, to the prairie. So just uh, dress appropriately. And, uh, you know, for me, Sue, I don't typically get worried about it, but some folks might. They're like, you know, oh, what about ticks? What do I do about ticks? Well, you're going to want to think about that because, yeah, there's probably going to be some ticks in the grassy areas, but, you know, you can handle it
1: yeah well, you know they're part of the ecosystem, Bob, and yeah. so are we right <laughs> so and there's there's poison ivy. I mean that we all have a place, so uh, um, biodiversity is a very good thing. so <laughs> if there's room for us, there's room for them
0: right yeah so but again just if you're if you're concerned about it just protect yourself appropriately however you do that i never use that stuff uh i don't want to call it tick be gone but you know whatever they put on themselves to keep the ticks from them i'm just like you know i'll
1: i'll
0: find them after and i'll pluck them off it's not that difficult
1: (laughs) and, and here's an idea someone told me about this particularly you know uh young kids you know um if you come home or before you get in the car, even uh, take a lint roller with you Uh and, you know, roll that across the bottom of the pants and uh, over the shoes and do a good tick check before you get back in the car. And then, and then of course, you know, get rid of those clothes when you get home and uh, change into something, you know, even shower and, uh, if you're very, if you're overly concerned, uh, so there's things we can do. Yeah, they're a little troublesome for us humans, but. Uh, we got a pretty good sized brain.
0: So. I didn't realize those lint, those lint rollers would would uh, would pluck a tick off of you. That's pretty
1: cool. Well, well, you know, it's, it, they're not gonna. It's not gonna probably pull off one that's attached. Uh-huh. But you know, it takes them a while to settle down and and get attached. Exactly. I don't know, t- uh, you know, up to twenty four hours, I think. So uh, that'll just get those immediate ones off, uh, hopefully uh, right. before you get in the car.
0: That's funny. Okay. So, so tell us, uh, you know, out there, you're out at prairie pines a lot. Um, and, and Walt and Virginia Bagley have planted a lot of different things. You have a, uh, oh, kind of a prairie garden right next to the visitor center, which is their, their home, their former home. And uh, is there anything out there in bloom right now you can tell us that you should have this in your garden? And then maybe, uh, so maybe pick a plant or two that you're like going, man, I just look forward to seeing that one every year. Maybe it's even one you have at home right now. Um, and then, so let's, let's pick a couple of wildflowers and then I want you to talk about uh, a couple of your favorite trees that people shouldn't be without.
1: Ah, uh, okay. Putting you on the well, spot. Um- yeah, yeah, you did. You do more me about this. So, well, a little thought: the the garden around Prairie Pines, we call it Virginia's Garden, because Virginia Bangley was a a gardener and uh virginia had a fair amount of shade there after the baggers were there for a while so she has has all her ferns and you know those shady plants that are there lots of hostas and things of course um in the backyard we get a little more sun and we've kind of tried to add more of the native pollinator plants uh to, to a pollinator garden so um we have things showing up now the Uh, Of course, the Penstemons are just showing their unique uh, form. Nothing blooming yet, of course. Um, All the early spring things that Virginia planted there, you know, the little paper whites and all of those things. Um, Starting to see there's some golden Alexander in there. Nice. That's really Pretty the the Solomon seal, of course, has always been a favorite of mine. Mm-hmm. Uh, no flashy flowers, but boy, does it do well in in those sh- shady spots. Um, and, um, I, you know what, as soon as we're done talking here.
0: You're going to go, dang it, I left that one
1: out. Oh, <laughs> you know, and something in my garden here at home is kind of an early blooming a penstemon. Mm. Um, the, uh, is it hirsutus? Oh,
0: yeah, the hairy penstemon.
1: Yes, that that's an er, 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 yeah. early blooming. Yeah, twin, And that's, that's looking super cute right now. Awesome. Uh, and, Uh, There's that. And then, you know, of course, when you talk about trees, you know, we think of all those flowering things and we think of the pollinator gardens and all the great pollinators we want to bring in. And sometimes we don't think about the benefit of oak trees in that whole process Mm -hmm. as a, a huge larval food for for those kind of insects and uh walt was a a walt bagley was an oak lover and uh so the the bur oaks are just by and large my favorite oak tree uh and and the, there's many many of those around prairie pines uh so i, I have to say that's my favorite you're, you're
0: owed to the oak yeah and, and like you yeah. say yeah uh, there's some some great oaks out there to see and and Yeah, and and get this, Sue, that that whole, you know, oak support more um, lepidoptera, meaning moths and butterflies Mm -hmm. than any other plant out there, plant group, uh, according to some research now. Of course, they didn't research every plant, but uh, still, they found out that oaks provide over 500, uh, over 500 different critters utilize the oak. So it's not just... Plant an oak, and you're going to invite more squirrels over to your place. No, it, and it becomes a larval food source for a number of different moths and butterflies. And of course, we all know, Sue, they're not defoliating the trees. It's it's some here, some there. But what they're doing is important, providing an important food source for the next chain up, which is our songbirds. And uh, so the songbirds are all nesting right now. And uh, so what are they feeding them? Well, their primary source in their diet is caterpillars. And those caterpillars are feeding on the oaks and then the birds are finding them. It's all part of nature's pageantry. But I had read where if you have turf grass underneath your oak tree all the way to the trunk and there's no leaf litter down below or places for the leaves to drop, you're, you're raking them up, you're blowing them up, you're, you're basically, again, lawn right up to the trunk. Yeah, you can kiss those 500 species goodbye <laughs> that utilize that oak because they aren't going to form a chrysalis and drop down into the, uh, the leaf litter. So that becomes yep. very important. If you have an oak, you're doing a good thing, but now you need to make sure... You're eliminating that turf grass underneath your oak and planting, uh, just like Sue said, Solomon Seal, Golden Alexanders, um, you know, your shade-loving plants uh, so the leaves can remain and you don't have to rake or water ever again. Isn't that a good thing, people? Um, That's what we have at our place.
1: Yeah, well, that early leaf that leaf litter. I mean, that's where a lot of birds find their their first uh, insect meals, You know, down there, carousing among the, that leaf where some insect is overwinter, uh, uh, overwintered. Mm-hmm. And if those are all gone, there there's a early source of food that's not there. And and you talk about leaf litter, a white pine. What what a <laughs> that's it's just a a a, a carpet of, uh, white pine needles, yeah. uh, in the, in Virginia's garden there in some areas. Cool. And, uh, yeah. So yeah, the trees are, uh, I'm a big, I'm a big tree person. I can't help it.
0: Um, <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, it's like you're apologizing for it. I can't help. It. Well, yeah. and No, you're right on though. Um, so, so we all say, what can we do to make a difference, right? You, whether you talk about global warming or, or what can I do to shore up nature's Uh, biodiversity, you can create habit. They usually say it's from habitat loss. Well, what is habitat, but letting those leaves drop and remain. And you are creating the habitat just as much as a a nature preserve out of prairie pines. And so Sue, I got like a minute left. I just want to give you an opportunity to, to tell our listeners about uh, the event, the next event coming up here on May 21st.
1: Okay, well, that's, uh, we've, we, it's an afternoon event. I haven't looked at the weather from 1 to 4. We're celebrating Nebraska Bird Month and World Migratory Birds uh, Day. And, uh, you know, migra- migrating birds have lots of challenges. Um, and uh, you know, lights from big cities, lights from buildings, is is a huge challenge in, in disrupting um, their patterns. So, uh, in, in in this celebration of Nebraska birds, I, I think we, since we're such an important stopover spot, uh, we need to think about the lighting outside our house. Is it really is it really necessary to have all those lights on during the night? Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'm, I'm I think Amber from the Game of We'll talk a little bit about that when she comes to our Celebrate Birds activity today, our Saturday, sorry, from 1 to 4. And, and then we'll have things for the kids to do, um, make some crane mobiles and uh, paint some rocks and um, make some owl masks and, and different things about that just to introduce the, uh, uh, to young folks the importance of uh, those Things and in particularly, uh, you know, migration and you know how is climate change uh, impacting migration and how is climate change impacting the the bird species we we are, that are common in Nebraska and and so just embracing that kind of thinking um, as we move forward in um, into a challenging world so. That's, Hope to see you there.
0: That's great. All right. Again, that is this Saturday already, May 21st. Go to prairiepines.org. Thank you so much for your time, Sue. You bet. I thanks appreciate you it. Work. You betcha. you. You keep up the great work. And, uh, well, I, it doesn't sound like I'm going to be able to make it on June 4th, but hopefully I'll bump into you uh, before then.
1: You bet. Take care.
0: All right. Thanks, Sue. Thanks,
1: thanks listeners, uh, for putting an ear open to the Bob. He's got some good good information here and he's a great talker so well,
0: thank you very much bye. thank you sue all right okay. we'll see you soon bye uh-huh bye-bye all right that's sue colas from prairie pines nature preserve i gotta head on out of here i'll see you next week right here on how's it growing have a great week everyone and get out there and get your hands dirty get in nature